On tonight's episode of Don't Panic, we are Mountain View-centric. That's right, Google, 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 and Google. We talk I.O. 2014 and all the things they announced, going all the way from Android 1 to Material Design, Android Wear and Android Auto. We talk Chrome OS and what does it mean to be an ecosystem. We've got so many thoughts, great opinions. Uh, if you want to learn a thing or two about Google, this is the show to watch. So stick around. Don't Panic. Coming up next. This is Don't Panic, episode number 53, recorded June 30th, 2014, on Android, Chrome, and the Google Universe. Hello and welcome to tonight's edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that's fun to listen to on your smartwatch. I'm Sean Jennings and I'm joined by the peanut butter and chocolate, the two great tastes that taste great together, that of course, Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau. Guys, how's it going? Which one of us is peanut butter and which one is chocolate? Um, I'm going to say, <laughs> I don't, see I don't want to hurt any feelings, but I would say Dan is peanut butter and Colby's chocolate. Interesting. And I have no reason... <laughs> no explanation. Have you ever had okay. Nutella and well, Colby has Nutella and banana. Do you remember that sandwich, Colby? No. Never when did I have that? that? In New York, when we went to that Web 2.0 conference, or maybe you didn't have it. Maybe only I had it. Tell Anyways, me. next time, Sean, you can say the Nutella and banana of. I don't want to technology. incite. I don't want to incite hate mail, but I don't like Nutella. And people get so mad when I say that. It's not that good. I usually keep it to myself. That's probably better. You crepes? It's fine. I don't crepes without Nutella. I don't eat crepes because crepes are gross. What? Blueberries. All right, all right. I'll I'll qualify that. Crepes. The the crepe like the pancake thing is is like so fucking bland. SFB. (laughs) If you will. Yeah. However, like, I guess Pancakes I are enjoy bland a good by that dessert. metric. That I, they're less bland than crepes are, but I do enjoy a good dessert crepe. I what I react strongly to is non-dessert crepes because those are always gross. Oh, I've never even had one. I don't yeah, see the point. don't. They're gross. What like a? They're disgusting. Like a fruit crepe? And <laughs> they call them savory well, crepes. Oh, like yeah, meat yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, that's weird. Why would you like think like yeah. like for a meal? I don't. There's this there's this place around these parts. It's like a chain called Crepevine, and they have yes, like Crepevine. <laughs> there's one in Tallahassee too. <laughs> More like Crapvine. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> what? Um, they, no, so they do. They they Crepevine has like this banana <laughs> rum crepe that's like spot on. Um, but they also have like meal crepes that are gross. Sean, you uh, thought we were going to talk about technology no, tonight. You don't have to. <laughs> did you know it was the dessert crepe hour? <laughs> I don't know. With if, Dan and Colby. I don't know if you're familiar with Portlandia, but this this restaurant sounds like a fake business that's meant to sound so ridiculously hipster. It can't be real. It's not that hipster. No, it's, it's not even hipster. Putting anything in a crepe. It's like it's the pink berry of crepe places. <laughs> that's just on its surface you just think about that that's funny it's the pink berry of crepe places that may be our show title 
<laughs> all right, let's come on. We gotta we gotta move on to uh, to technology. Sadly, I know how much fun it is talking about uh, very specific restaurants, but. We have to talk about the big announcement from last week, and of that would, of course, be Google I.O. Developers Conference uh, that took place, uh, what was it, last Tuesday, so almost a week ago. It was all week. It, it was, well, it was, but the keynote was three hours long. Uh, it might have never ended, um, but luckily it did, and they announced do literally dozens of new features and products. We're going to cover probably only a small piece of them. Uh, but we're going to get to the most important ones. Guys, where do you want to start for Google I.O.? Hmm. Well, we'll start, let's start, like all good stories, at the beginning. What is Android 1? I didn't understand this. Okay. So, Android has seen explosive growth <clears throat> over the past couple years. Why is that? Well, it's not because Android is necessarily a better phone than, say, an iPhone. It's because... Android is insanely cheap and essentially given away in third, uh, third world markets. So Google has decided to capitalize on that by creating a program called Android One, which is a hardware reference model that other manufacturers can use to build Android phones that they know will work. It allows them to create high quality phones at low cost because Google does all the work in designing the phones and making sure the parts work. All of these phones will be running stock Android, and they will receive automatic updates as well. Uh, one that they proposed uh, is coming out this fall in India. It's a 4.5-inch display, dual SIM, uh, and it will cost under $100. Partners include uh, Carbon, Chromax, Spice, which I guess all make phones. Uh, it's really, this is something you'll never <laughs> It's not an under, like a, like a deodorant manufacturer? Spice. Make it sexy new phones. Spice? That's Old Spice, New Spice makes phones. There you go. Oh, okay. There you go. Branching I like out. that. Uh, so this is something you'll never see in the United States. It's, it's a program solely designed to put nice, quality, cheap Android phones in the hands of the international market. Where they may not be buying a Galaxy S5 or, or a fancy phone. But they also don't want them to have no features. Uh, so that way, in the long run, if, if they don't support Bluetooth or they don't support... Uh, NFC or things like that. They they want to have those features in these cheap phones, so it's kind of that middle ground. Google's doing the legwork. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so it's just a program. It's not. <clears throat> it's anyone can build an Android One phone, or are these specifically Google set out things? Um, I suppose if you're a manufacturer and you want to build one, you can probably just ask Google, and they'll give you the information. It didn't sound like it was some crazy proprietary thing i mean obviously they're happy to see people it's a combination of they want to see more android phones sold and they also want more phones to be running up-to-date versions of android stock versions of android and what they're afraid of is these companies are going to start doing you know with tizen and start doing crazy things with these phones uh and they'd rather have them just be regular stock nice quality android phones so google will do the work for you uh, to make sure they get what they want cool I'm on board. All right. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, material design? So, yeah, this wouldn't be the first time a large electronics manufacturer has said, we're going to do one interface across all our uh, devices. You know, we all <laughs> love Windows 8. Um, and that really worked out. Well, Google has decided they're going to attempt to do the same thing under a heading they call material design. 
uh, well, what does that mean? I don't know entirely, <laughs> but I'm going to guess. It's kind of uh, this... <coughs> All right. I, you Go ahead, Dan. Maybe you know. Have no, this is, like a, this is like the... A, a Johnny Ive designer thing. It's like, oh, you can you can really feel the design here. Colby might know what they're talking about. I don't really know. I, to be honest, I'm not sure. So I'm not sure if I actually do. I mean, I think the general idea is it's like I don't know. <laughs> there are like layers that kind of it, it, all the all the the videos reminded me of kind of a like parallax scrolling type stuff where like mm. scrolling affected all different parts of the the thing so I, I don't know I think the core idea is you know we talk about iOS being flat right it's it's shapes that sort of don't run into one another and they do flat well Google has said we want to do flat but we want to do layered flat so it, it's and they had all these diagrams and stuff, but imagine laying pieces of paper on top of one another, which is actually one way how they designed uh, this, <clears throat> this material aspect, where things can move kind of fluidly independently of each other, but on multiple levels, rather than just being completely flat. And, and essentially what that means, and it's very hard to describe if you can't see it, but <laughs> it's a lot of bright colors, it's a lot of whooshy, as Colby would do kind of this, uh, very, very whooshy, very like, animated. Cool dance. And the, the other main tendon is that they want as few buttons on screen as possible. So one really great example is in the music player. If you're not playing a song currently and you're just looking at the album art, all there is is the play button, right? They don't show you the volume controls, the skip buttons, because you're not playing the song. It's not until you hit play that you actually see the full <laughs> controls. It's this idea that they want to remove as much of the barrier as possible to using this interface. The other idea is that this interface scales well because it's in all these little sort of arranged pieces that it can be scaled to, as far as Google's concerned, literally everything. Uh, your watch, your car, your television, your laptop, your tablet, your phone, yeah. and so on. So, Yeah, so I think the thing... So the the interesting thing I got from it was less that, I mean, yeah, it looks nice, right? It's like a, a visual redesign, but it seems like they have a, a very defined, like, set of guidelines for how apps should look and how apps should do this and how apps should handle um, a variety of screen sizes, which I think is, is pretty good and interesting i think i don't know in general i think android apps look less good than ios apps but google had the halo holo halo Halo, theme thing that they were pushing a few years ago that was supposed to unify everything and only like well last i checked (laughs) only like some apps actually do that with the tabs on the top and all the like the ribbon office ribbon-esque thing so what's What's incentivizing any other app to make this a reality? Um, I, I think you're exactly right. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure we talked about this on last week's show, um, was that Google has no follow-through, and they have no power to, to force manufacturers and, and app builders to keep their apps up to date to be using these new things. They made a big deal 
during the keynote of saying we've got all kinds of tools, we've got all kinds of, and it was programmy things I don't understand, but uh, all APIs, APIs, and, they have more of, and and <laughs> and sets of, of for all the animations are standard. They also and um, I also don't know anything about this, but uh, being able to do animations on web as well using the same set of animations you get in the operating system. So. I certainly think if it's going to stick, now might be the time only because A, Google has put it everywhere, and B, because they've given the tools needed, hopefully. I mean, I, I think it's really interesting, and I think I think it's something that Google really needed, was to create a unifying set of design standards that looked modern, and whether it was material design or something else... Yeah, I think I think where it comes in is for like I mean obviously the big like hundreds of millions of user apps are all all have pretty good designs, right? Um, but I think where it comes where something like this comes in where they they've like kind of spelled out how to do it and given you a bunch of tools to do it is for like smaller time apps where you don't have like a giant design team working on making your app beautiful it's like you know one dude and he writes java and you know if like it makes it easier for him to make something a lot more beautiful if he, if if like it's a lot easier to have kind of a pattern to follow i guess is my point um so i i think it's good in that sense and if, if like if you've peruse the the play store like there is there is quite quite a spectrum of <laughs> why bullshit yeah like there, you can download apps that look like i don't know like the first version of android i ever saw just like clowny as hell but oh, i i think that the the top bar feels more styled now which i think might make apps want to fit in with the top bar more yeah you don't want to you don't want to stand out i think it's it's the same thing that ios 7 did where you clearly noticed the apps that didn't upgrade right. and it kind of yeah. made you do it and I, yep. I i think the other interesting part of this was and they stress this over and over and over and this is something apple isn't doing microsoft is trying to do one app works everywhere Right, that's sort of your your dream. If you're uh, if you're writing apps, you want your app with almost little change to work on televisions and on watches and in cars and 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 Google kept saying over and over with one line of code or with two lines of code, all of a sudden now your your music app can stream in the car and it'll automatically rescale your app to fit on the TV and uh, you know promises promises. Who knows how well that actually works in reality? But if it could work. I think that is a huge advantage Google could have in this sort of app battle. We've been trying to do this for 20 years. I know, <laughs> I know. It hasn't happened. Also, I think it has happened. It's called JavaScript and HTML and CSS. It runs everywhere. It scales <laughs> out. Well, it does. It now, does. now, excuse my ignorance, but what are Android apps based on? Java, Java. and XML. Okay. It's like a pseudo HTML sort of layout language thing, right? Yes. 
and Java and JavaScript are not the same. They're very different. It's all a lie. It's <laughs> but they sound so similar. <laughs> Damn, it's a I very be, big lie. I should be watching change mode. That's my mistake. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I've always said. I mean, we talked about on the show, and I'd love. I wish I had pulled the clip. But when iOS seven came out, I was like, I'm gonna hate this. I'm not gonna like it. It's really irritating. They do the stupid thing, and then you know, I wouldn't say I love it, but I've certainly gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. But I would make the argument that material design is more of a radical change from what Android is now than what iOS did. Would you agree or disagree? Uh... I mean, I think between the <clears throat> sharp increase in animation and the sharp increase in bright colors, I think are your two real differentiators to me. I think... Oh my gosh, dude! I think you're you're Wait. right about the what? I mean, keep going. Go. I'll share my should, screen should, in a sec. Should, should I wait or keep going? You should keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, I was gonna say I think that's a good point about the bright colors, like, because Android, especially like the stock Android experience, has always been kind of like black and green and. Androidy, um, and yeah, this does feel a little bit more like fun and pretty. And I, I, guess. I think one area that of this that really has me interested is this idea of apparently Google at, at, with the, through the power of computers. Like if it's an album art, it'll actually match the colors in the album art to the surrounding colors on the the image. So, yeah, iTunes has done that for a long time. It's it's magic. Um, so I, I maybe the colors won't be as extreme. Now, Dan, you're sharing here. I'm sharing the Contacts app with this material design that looks exactly like an iOS 7 screenshot. I, if you showed me this oh, right. a week ago, I said, oh, that's iOS 7. It's got the dots for the notifications. The Wi-Fi symbol is exactly the same. The time's in the same spot. Oh, wow. And then there's... I, it's I didn't even notice the top bar. That's weird. Well, the but, dots, the dots strength. for the signal strength really do it. Yeah, yeah. it does look. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. But I, I will say, you know, and maybe this is easy because you're currently sharing your screen. But if you, if you pull up YouTube and look up Material Design, they have a great <clears throat> uh, demo video that shows the the animations and and the whole thing in action. I think it's going to be your number one or number two result. All right, here we go. Ooh, got some cool sounds. So we got things sliding around, popping up over other things. Oh, I love the narration. Oh, I, I, I muted it because it was too engaging. <laughs> <coughs> oh, and things fold around. Yeah. Papers fold onto each other. But you see a lot of I the think... whooshy and the bright colors, and like when you tap on something, there's that little ring of doop that kind of goes out. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem kind of cool. It's like, uh, I feel like this is something that gets thrown around in in design circles, but like, it's like delight. It it seems delightful. Like it's it seems fun rather than just functional. Which... Wait, are we sure this isn't like the Google Contacts iOS app? <laughs> no, I. 
Well, it does look like iOS. <laughs> Maybe it is. I mean, I'm... That yeah, would explain a lot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's iOS, because I'm holding my phone up to it, and it looks exactly like iOS. Okay. <laughs> that try be... one of the different pictures. Yeah, see, there's... See, now... Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's your new header. Oh, I missed it. Where was it? It, it was back... F- further back in the gallery. Yeah, with the blue right before. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. See, so that's what your new header <laughs> uh, that, look like. That, that looks much more Android. Yes. <laughs> cool. But that is an interesting thing to put side by side, is that's where I think you're going to see a lot more of the color. And I'm just... I appreciate the style and the design and making it fun and interesting, but I also don't want it to be a clown operating system, and I don't want it to be, you know... <laughs> this is exactly what you complained about with iOS 7. Really? Yeah, you're right, and this is even it. worse. Sean, you're a clown operating system. Oh, ouch. I'm burned. Um, yeah, so I think it's interesting, and I just I, I think this idea of having it everywhere is, is what appeals to me. I don't really care what it looks like. I only care that it looks the same everywhere. But maybe that's just me. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm not sold. I don't Are you sold on the idea of one design for every screen size? One design language for every screen size? I don't know. It's like... Like, should, I guess we'll should see. Facebook paper become the desktop Facebook experience? Because clearly a desktop Facebook experience isn't the mobile, shouldn't be the mobile experience. I think we've figured that out. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's hard to say because people, I don't know, like you use a desktop computer much differently than you use. So I'll qualify this. If you have pre-phone experience of using a desktop computer, I think you use a desktop computer much differently than you would use a phone or a tablet. That being said, if, if you're of the only have a phone and or tablet persuasion, like, maybe it, this makes more sense. But I think I think the value comes in, and this is why I think Google's doing it differently. Other companies just say, well, we're just going to up the resolution and it's the same app. Google did that when they first started doing tablet apps, was they literally right, right. just resized the resolution. I think what's smart, and if you look at all the demos that they've ran, it's not the same look. It's the same elements, it's the same colors, it's the same code, which I think is a big advantage to developers, but the interface is not at all the same on a watch or on the car, but yet your app's going to be able to work across them. I think that's where Google's so, being smart. So here's the, here's the thing I'm skeptical about. is like how much it will be the case that that's actually the same code or that like it will actually be that easy to make your thing look awesome on every screen size, right? Like... That's a, that's what they're selling, but it is it is not easy to like design a some a responsive application that scales from a phone all the way up to you know my my cinema cinema display size. Like that's really hard, and it's it. I mean, there there are places that have have done it very well. Like I think the Boston Globe is a pretty cool example. Like in the last year or two, they redid their, their website and they did, they went with the whole, the responsive thing. So the same, the site you see on your mobile phone is the site you see on desktop. 
Um, and you can see, like, if you resize your browser, it, like, squishes down into the mobile version. Um, but, like, doing that is hard. Like, that's a lot of... I don't know. It's it's not like, uh, oh, just putting in these three lines of code, right? It's a lot of, like, tweaking and thinking about how it's going to look and where the things should go. And so maybe maybe... I mean, maybe it's the case that Google has come up with a framework that makes that way easier. Like, if you subscribe to what they think is the right thing to do, like, maybe that becomes way easier. Um, and if that's the case, like, maybe they're onto something here. But if it's not, like, if it's not super e if if this isn't, like, I don't know, something, something game-changing, like, if this isn't something new... I don't think there's going to be a huge adoption of it because it's hard. Yeah, I, I promising, but but still questionable, and 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 with a healthy amount yeah. of skepticism. But you know, if any company can do it, I'm I'm optimistic that it's Google, and uh, I think it's something they really need. So, we'll... no, what if Apple was like, like whatever OS ten dot eleven or Whatever we're gonna be on next, OS eleven is like, and iOS ten is. They say we're gonna have a unified design language across Apple TV and iPhone, iPad, desktop. They would be in a much better position to do it because they have such a track record of converting all these people to different design languages, and they control all the hardware and software. That's true. Yeah, I think I think I, that's a fair point. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, that's all. I thought we were gonna say that's something. all. Yeah, uh, I was just like, I think no, but that is. I'm looking point. forward to them doing that if they do it. If they don't do it, I think it. I don't know. I'm not sure it's worth doing. Like, I think the experience you want on a mobile phone is so different than the one you want on a TV. Yeah, I think you could make the argument for two or one. I mean, you obviously don't want a hundred. I mean, I could see mobile, not mobile, but... So, I think uh, Dan just said the experience you want on mobile is not the experience you want on TV. I almost disagree with that. Like, I feel like okay. the, the, the TV almost, experience almost. is... Almost, almost. Let's not get crazy. Almost. Almost. <laughs> I'm not committing to anything. But like, um, I, I think the TV experience is a lot closer to the mobile experience than it is to the desktop experience, if that makes uh, sense. Yeah, but you use mobile phones with your hands, and you use a TV by cl like selecting with like a four-directional D-pad around a pre-selected amount of things that you can use. Yes. Unless That's there's true. a new crazy way we're going to start using TVs, which I think there maybe should be, but they, that's totally different. Yeah, you want everything big and easily, visibly, like, differential, differentiated, mm -hmm. uh, but desktop is very precise with the mouse, and phone is very imprecise with your thumb, and the TV is like a weird hybrid where it's very precise because you can't do anything else but what it lets you, but... It has to be so big because you're sitting so far away from it. I, I think that's absolutely true, but I think Google has really pointed out that user design isn't just about buttons. I mean, it, if you can take this sort of this color scheme, this animation, and, and that, I think, lends itself well to a television. 
maybe not necessarily icons or things of that nature, but if it's an overall look and feel, even though it's not 100% identical, I think just creating a unified, almost predictable, so I know when I get in a car that has Android in it, I know what the experience is going to be, and I know I'm going to like it. And I, I think that's what Google's really getting at, and I think that's what customers want, because I think they're really sick of Android being all over the place. So that's a good segue into Google Car. Ooh. Right? Yeah, yeah. Android Auto. Well, let's talk a little uh, Android bit. Android Auto. Android, right. Google Car. Well, see, when you say Google <laughs> Car, I think of the self-driving Oh, that's car. right. That's a totally different thing. Which I'm sure will work with Android Auto. So, <laughs> you know, in the same way, and, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, this sort of ecosystem battle, because um, I have something to say about that. But before we get there, in each of these arenas, it's an ecosystem battle, and your car is included. Google, uh, of course, started the Open Automotive Alliance, uh, and Coming out of that is Android Auto, which is a software package that will run within the heads-up display on your car, and essentially it's running a version of Android. So it will connect with your Android phone and will use pretty predictable, you know, uh, visual cues, menus, things like that. They've narrowed the content down to three main areas, which is navigation, uh, phone calls and messaging, and music. So those are the three main things you'll be able to access, uh, at least initially. It will have Google Now vo uh, voice commands built in as well using either hard control buttons um, or I believe the OK Google voice command, although I don't, I, that's probably going to vary by manufacturer. Um, and companies included in the Open Automotive Alliance include companies like Audi, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, Kia, Mazda, uh, Nissan, Hyundai, Volkswagen, Volvo, the list goes on. Um, they've already committed to having this as part of their vehicle. Um, the interesting part is it also includes access to third-party uh, software, which they claim can be easily integrated if you're, say, an audio provider or a messaging service, easily integrated into your app. They talked about uh, early partners, including Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Um, which is awesome. Several of those things. I know. I I listen to my phone, especially podcasts, all the time in the car, and I would love to have it automatically Bluetooth <laughs> integrated. Um, I actually like. I got so fed up with how bad iTunes is. I only listen to podcasts on my phone, like with Pocket Casts. Like even at work, I I plug my headphones into my phone and I listen. It's great. So that's sort of the, the gist of it. Um, it's the, the interesting thing to me is you kind of have these two battling. You have Apple with CarPlay and Google with Android Auto. There's a set of manufacturers that have committed to one, a set that have committed to the other, and several that have said they're going to do both. Um, do you, uh, the new OS is slated to arrive this fall. The first cars will be available by year's end. Um, any thoughts on on Android Auto? So I don't think the display is all that interesting. It all comes down to the voice interaction, at least in my head. And in that case, Google mm -hmm. is far ahead, but this doesn't really get them much. Like, you know, if you had your phone or you had like a Bluetooth headset or just docked, you, you kind of already have all the stuff I really care about here, which is awesome. Uh, but I don't really like just having a bigger screen on your dashboard. It's cool. 
But like the real power is the voice commands for me. Well, and yeah. I, I absolutely agree. I think the other half of that is app integration because Google has said, and this includes the watch and the auto, that using your Android phone, you'll be able to control what apps have what access to what voice controls. So if you're a Pocket Cast user, you can you know, designate that as your official podcast app and you'll be able to say, you know, okay, Google, play the latest episode of This American Life, and it will know yeah. to go into podcasts and do it. That is the big advantage to me. Totally. Yeah. Because I also yeah. see... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to... No, like, by all means. No, go for it. I, I was going to say, I also see, like, Google Maps in your dashboard to be a pretty, pretty big advantage. Like, it's one thing to have Google Maps on your phone, like, in your like next to you but like in your dashboard like i don't know i feel like there's always been sort of a trade-off like gps's are nice and they can you can stick them to your windshield or they're built into your car but like google maps is better realistically Mm -hmm. um and google maps continues to get better and you don't have to download updates like like some kind of animal um (laughs) So, so, so I don't know. I like, I think that would be really cool. And, uh, my other thing was like, I feel like having car integration is another like hook into the ecosystem. Like you have a car that supports the Android thing and not the iOS one. Like what kind of phone are you going to get? Well, probably maybe, maybe like, maybe you don't care, but maybe it's the one, you know, that your car supports. So. Well, and that's the the perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about. You know, I think any car company that chooses one over the other is foolish and is only mm-hmm. losing themselves customers because as far as I can understand, yeah. there's no technical reason why they can't exist in the same vehicle. It just right. knows when you've attached an Android phone and launches Android Auto. It knows when you attach your iPhone, it does CarPlay. So the the most of them that I listed do support both Um there are a few that do one or the other, and I expect them to cross over soon. But it's really fascinating. There was a great article that I read that kind of stated, I think, at least for me, the ecosystems are complete. At least between Google and Apple, who I think are the two big players. You can maybe throw Amazon in there. They're not quite as robust, but they're close. And it's very... I'm going to make the comparison to the two-party political system. I'm sorry to get political, but I'm going to do it. You know, (laughs) you want to vote Libertarian or Tea Party or Green Party, great. That's wonderful. You want to be the guy running Linux, the guy with the Roku or the Pebble smartwatch, great. I I support you. (laughs) No, I support you, and it's good that you're being independent, but you know what? You're never going to win. You're never going to (laughs) win. And I'm sorry. Firefox OS for life. And... (laughs) And, you know, you can fight it all you want and you can battle it, but Apple and Google have created, I think, now, finally, today, complete silos within their respective things. And there's no more crossing over. There's no more sharing. I had somewhere in my mind, I had this dream, this beautiful vision that Android Wear smartwatches would work with iOS and I'd be able to have my iPhone and wear my Moto 360 watch and that would just be great. And then I... I realized that would never happen. That would never happen. It's true. Because now that Android has its fingers in so many things, and iOS has its fingers in so many things, you can't share anymore. You just can't. And that really 
bugs me. Yeah. Um, was that, so one thing I feel like, I mean, Google obviously has computers, uh, but I don't think they've, <laughs> they've, they've succeeded in the like, laptop. The <laughs> but but I would I would make the argument that now that Chrome OS can run Android apps and the fact that they are much more integrated with Windows than Apple ever thought of being, I think while it's not a hundred percent, I think you can get most of the way there. What's yeah. more integrated with That's Windows? Fair. Um, well, things like Google Drive, Google Photos, just having more integration at least today than iCloud has, although it's getting better. Oh yeah, and that, uh, but that's not just Microsoft. Those things work really well on Macs too. Yeah, so I, I think at least as far as your kind of laptop desktop is concerned, I think Google gets a little slack. Yeah, they, and they have apps for all the all their stuff on iOS, like Google Drive and Gmail and mm-hmm. Maps. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Chrome OS, <laughs> I like. I think it might actually be really cool that you can install it. You can run Android apps on it now. Like, it, it actually, like, the more I think about it, it's like, yeah, that's what I want. Like, I want, like, I don't know, a tiny little Twitter running in the corner, like a panel that I can pick up and read. Like, it sounds I, like I, you I, I don't almost know if want... I actually want it. It sounds like, it sounds you like almost I almost want, want Windows 8. Yeah, you want <laughs> Shit. you want like a uh, a like multi-threaded operating system where you can do uh, what's the word? What do people? How do people used to describe this back when it was novel? Uh, not concurrency. You can run multiple apps at the same time, and you can have <laughs> them in like Windows, and you could move them around. What? That's- that's not the thing, though. I like I like <laughs> the I, I like the idea of having like things that aren't important to what I'm doing, like like Twitter or Facebook being like their smartphone sized cells, and not like the whole thing. Like I. I Maybe it's just because I work on the mobile site all day, but I find I find desktop Facebook very overwhelming and like <laughs> kind of unpleasant. It could also be that that I have so much work, well, all my work stuff is in desktop Facebook, so it's like generally just overwhelming. I I but I think what it is, my guess would be, on Chrome OS the idea was oh people will build Chrome web apps that would be like running a app on your desktop. And I don't think anyone actually built those. And I think Google realized we could just save ourselves a ton of work by taking the existing Android apps and just letting them run on Chrome OS. And I think that's what it is. It's really a shortcut. And Right, and I think there's this, there's a whole, like, a certain category of things that you kind of just get for free, like Spotify or something. It doesn't, I mean, Spotify is a bad example because they have a, a very good web player, but like, um, you know, something like that, it doesn't need to be gigantic. Like, spot, my Spotify is never gigantic. My Spotify is just like ni- 95% of the time is just like hidden behind all the other windows that I'm actually doing stuff in. It could easily just be, you know, the Android app like running on my on my desktop. Um, Dan is not convinced. <laughs> no, he's not. 
<laughs> I, I, it's I, like when I people know. say the iPad would just be so great if it had mouse and keyboard input. That's called a MacBook Air. They already make that. <laughs> what? I don't know. It's it's not about. <laughs> I don't know what it is. So it's just like looking at the screenshot. It just I don't know why. It just like I'm like yeah. So I, I want agree that. with you that those sorts of experiences are nice, but there's no reason that existing applications shouldn't offer that experience, like the iTunes Mini thing or like the Twitter Mac app that's basically the size of a smartphone app on your desktop. But is there a way to do that in browser? Because that's all you have on Chrome OS. You don't install. Sure. If you do the Chrome app thing, you can set the size of the window. But why would... Chrome lets, like... I think it'll do it on, on, like, other operating systems, too. You can, like, break apps out into, like, separate windows and effectively apps, and they're just, like, the web app running in a Chrome shell. It, it's. I think it's. I think it's more. I don't think it's the idea that people want to run apps on their Chrome OS. I just think it's Google saying we have a million Android apps. Why don't we just put <laughs> right, them on Chrome right. OS? You know, like I agree, it may not be the most intuitive or smart design decision. Or if you want to use Android apps, do it on your phone or tablet. Like I get that, but to me, no, the upside is way bigger than the downside. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think you're right. I think that's the reason they're doing it. Also, I don't know, for whatever reason, part of me wants it, and I don't know why. I don't know I, think it's that I don't even like Android apps. I, I, don't have, I, don't, <laughs> I hate all the Android apps that I use. I think that's fair. Um, all right, why don't we talk about what I'm most excited about? Android Sean Wear. The LGG. A smartwatch. So uh, we've talked about this on the show before. Android Wear is the name of the operating system. It's been previously discussed and previewed. The big thing we got uh, here at IO was a longer demo and talks of hardware. They announced uh, technically three smartwatches. Uh, Two are available now and one will come in the fall. The two available now, one is made by Samsung, surprisingly enough, uh, (laughs) which competes with their own Tizen watches. Uh, it's called the Gear Live. It's uh, already available to pre-order. It's $199.99. Uh, it has a 1.63-inch Super AMOLED display, dust and water resistant, and a heart rate sensor. Um, it will work with any Android phone running version 4.3 or higher, not just Samsung phones, a big advantage over there, uh, current phone. There was also the LG G Watch, uh, which uh, is available now for pre-order. It's a little more... 229. It's got a Snapdragon 400 processor, a 1.65 inch display uh, with dust and water resistance as well. Uh, um, what does yeah. the G and LGG stand for? I like to think Great. it stands for. I was going to say gangster. Gangster Watch? <laughs> yeah. G, maybe it just stands for Google. Google Watch. G Watch. What up? Oh yeah, God. I mean, I, I feel like that's the obvious answer. You're going to be so urban um, on the street with your... Uh, my G-Watch. With your G-Watch. I'm, I'm mad jelly. <laughs> uh, the third watch they announced, which to me is actually the interesting one, is the Moto 360. Uh, it is the Motorola's round smartwatch, which is kind of a, a first. 
Um, that will not be available t until the fall, so there's a bit of a delay on that. Uh, if you attended Google I.O., you got a free Samsung or LG watch of your choice and a Moto360 to ship later. Um, speaking purely on hardware, what do you guys think of these watches? The square, the square ones look dumb. Okay. The, the they Samsung like, I don't... is especially garish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the LG is a little more toned down, but like, it. I don't know. I don't want to buy one of those any more than I want to buy a Pebble or a, a one of the regular Samsung the 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 previous Samsung watches. So was the Galaxy Gear was the old yeah, one. Yeah, it what the Gear Two and the Gear Fit are the one out now. Fit is the kind of narrow, long one. Mm -hmm. Um. Maybe we should just get this out of the way. I mean, are you guys pro or anti smartwatch? As I'm not they sure. are today, we'll preface it with so, that. So, I haven't worn my Fitbit in a week. Oh, <gasps> Colby. And I kind of like it. <laughs> like, which, which is crazy. It's been a part of my life for like a solid year, like every day. I I looked at I put it on and like looked at the app and I just I don't know why. I think I forgot. What uh -oh. the fuck? <laughs> why, I don't know why that keeps happening. Um I think I forgot it at home one day and I was like, oh this is kinda nice. Like I didn't check the app. I'm still wearing mine, Colby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I might go back to it. But it's just like one less mean. thing to do. One less. It's, it's like I was thinking about it. Like, what do I actually get from this? Like, I know how lazy I am. <laughs> uh, this is really what I get from this. I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't know. Able to know exactly how lazy you are. <laughs> Can you quantify it? <laughs> Maybe it is. Yeah, <laughs> I. Yeah, maybe. And, like, maybe I would like it better if I got something more out of it, like notifications or something. Um, but then again, like, I can't decide if it would be distracting in a good way or a bad way. Is it ever distracting in a good way? Anything. Yeah, probably not. Which distracting I think is, is why a pretty negative connotation. But yeah, so I I'm, whenever I picture having these smartwatches with notifications, I picture like being in a meeting, everyone's around a table and everyone has their arms on the table and that, that you're just feeling the like table vibrate as if everyone's phones are on the <laughs> table, but it's just their fucking hands. But I, <laughs> that's my biggest pet peeve is when someone puts their phone on the table and it vibrates the entire table and everyone can feel every time they get a notification. Yeah, but I think... I, I, I'm going to defend the smartwatch, unsurprisingly, and I, I think you're thinking <laughs> about it the wrong way because you're going to get these notifications either way. So I would rather have them on my wrist where I can glance and swipe much faster than I can pull my <laughs> phone out and look at them. And on the other side, in your office scenario, Google gives you the control over the ability to mute the vibration to limit it to certain apps you do have the flexibility to turn it to mute it if you're in a meeting you know yeah right i understand I, you I just think, have to be good about it 
I think it's easy yeah. to look at that and say, well, that's dumb. Who wants that? But I think it's a logical evolution, and it's sort of like how the tablet now relates to the laptop, where the laptop is the thing you leave home to do intense work on, but the tablet's the thing you use to get quick things done to have fun. And I think your phone connected to your smartwatch is kind of that same dynamic. If you have to do some real serious stuff, you're going to pull your phone out of your pocket. But if you just want to glance at your notifications, yeah. get the weather, see if your package has been delivered, you just look at your watch. Yeah. I I mean, one thing I will say, like, I I mean, the, the Motorola stuff does, like, it'll m- mute your phone when you're in a meeting based on your calendar and stuff. Like, I feel like that is easily... Yeah, that is like right. you can program that out pretty easy, right? Yep. Um, one thing, I I mean I miss notifications on my phone pretty routinely. Um, part of that is because most of the notifications on my phone, it doesn't matter if I see them right away. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, I would think this was really cool if. I could hear it. I don't know. Like if I had, I was like connected. Ear implants. Yeah. Or like I mean, if I was wearing headphones all the time, that was like wirelessly connected to my phone. But I'm not going to do that because. Well, there was the. Here's a flashback for you. Do you remember at the CES keynote with Intel when they had the little earpiece that was like your personal assistant that had an Intel chip in it? And it had, oh yeah, and, and it just sat on your ear, and you could, it would know where you are, and it would ask you questions, and you could ask it questions, and it would know things about you, and yeah, that's true. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's real life. It's real life. I, I'm, I'm unsure. I'm, I'm unsure. I'm, I think in general, I'm unsure about my relationship with my phone, like what my phone <laughs> means to me. It's complicated, and, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure what I want from it lately. I like, I don't. It's like I was looking through all the apps I use on my phone, and I'm, yeah, I'm not sure which ones I actually want and which ones I just use because, like. I'm bored and which ones I don't even use at all. I deleted like two and a half pages of apps yesterday <laughs> and I still have four. On a rampage. Yeah. There were so many. The the problem with Android is that like they're not all on your home screen. They're they're all in that draw thing. So yeah. so like you can forget about them. So it was a lot of things I downloaded once and I was like, this is dumb. And I just never uninstalled it. Um yeah, but I'm uncertain. I think one of the things I have been lacking, and like one thing I think I really would like this for is when I when I have a meeting to go to, because I routinely forget about meetings because I don't carry my work phone, and I also not that I forget about meetings, but like. I don't remember them until they're happening, like, right then. And I, when when that happens, I never know where to go. So, like, if the meeting room were on my wrist, that would be nice. 
I, I think, and I think that's Google talked about this, and I think this is a big, big important thing when you talk about these watches. Control over what's on the watch. Like me, I'm a huge notifications yeah. nerd. My phone buzzes every single time I get an email because I want to know every single time I get an email. I'm anal like that. Yeah. I get it. And my watch would probably do the same. But that's me. There are going to be people right. who would absolutely hate that. But I think it's so important. Google gives you really, yeah, Dan knows, gives you really <laughs> granular controls over when you're notified, what you're notified of, how you're notified of it. And yeah. rather than, and I think this is kind of the problem Pebble has where, like on iOS, for example, they have much less control because of how the operating system's written. So as far as I understand it, on iOS, you basically get almost everything. It just forwards yeah. all the notifications to your watch. You don't have control. And that's a big downside. Yeah, so you can't pick, like, one notification to get on your watch. And, but so, so you can either get the notifications or turn off push notifications. Yeah, entirely. The... Yeah, there, there's no granular control. And I, I think that's a big loss. And I fully expect Apple to integrate more granular controls when they start talking to iWatch in the fall. But at least for now... I think that's a, a big important step. The other thing that was really important to me was apps. Because you, you don't think you want apps on your wrist, but Google was kind of showing off some of potential apps, whether it was cooking uh, steps on your wrist with timers built in or you know one tap ordering something. I, I think there are interesting <sighs> use cases. No, I think there are. Like, the pizza <laughs> thing was so stupid. The other ones, I like, like recipe, that's actually pretty good. But I don't know how much information you can fit on these screens. But... Ordering a pizza, <laughs> yeah, it no, feels like it should be more considered than something you just look at your wrist to do. I that's, that's, that's a commentary on American culture, if that's nothing fair. else. But I would tell you, if Amazon built a one-click ordering app for the for the Android Watch or came out with their own, I'd be broke. I'd be so broke. What would they do? <laughs> Send you push notifications, and you just like, yes, please. Yeah, basically. It's that, no, it's it's that Firefly thing. Like, as you walk by stuff, it's like, yo, want one of these? Bye. <laughs> Done. Oh, my God. That's disturbing. Uh, and that is disturbing. But, yeah, I think I think if, if designers and programmers take it seriously enough, they can make some really cool apps. And I'm actually very bullish on Android Wear. It sucks cool. that it's limited uh, to only Android. And only Android 4.3 and higher, I should point out, that's mainly due to... Bluetooth 4.0 uh, LE, low energy, which isn't on older phones. So I do, I do have, assuming this is something I want, I have two more thoughts in that. One, I think the Moto 360 looks really nice. Yeah. Um, and two, I think the, like, general design, or at least these mock-ups that they have, also look really nice on the Moto 360. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know why they look cooler on the round thing. Well, and, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and my, my, my only two concerns are like, one, the battery, and the battery of my phone. Um, yeah, the battery like, wouldn't be so bad if recharging it didn't look so awkward. Well, so you got these weird adapters you have to plug into the bottom of the I, watch thing. I believe some of these watches have wireless charging built in, but now I can't remember which ones. But I know some of them do, which is a big advantage. And the other yeah, thing is okay. Google was quoted as saying using the watch on a regular basis was a what was it, 10 to 15% hit on your battery. And that was you consistently okay. using the watch throughout the day. So I, I don't yeah. think it's 
you know. Well, my other thing, thing is the the watch's battery itself yeah. too, like. Yeah, um, and see. also. It was several days the, it was quoted at. Yeah, the 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 final thing is like I'm worried about how large the Moto 360 is because like this the guy in this picture looks like he has pretty big hands. Well, and and I'll just counteract that by saying all the uh, people at the event who had the watch, I think the general consensus was yes, it's big, but it's not as big as yeah. you think. Okay. So it, it looks well, bigger good. in pictures. So they say, you know, a lot of people bore it up against fashionable watches that, you know, aren't huge but are good size, and it was pretty comparable. So as far as I've read, it's not outlandish. Right. My, oh, I mean, I have so many questions about this. My, my, last, my last and final question is, like, what, what ha- what's the band situation like? Is this, like, a standard watch band type of thing? Because mm. I would love to, like, I watch band on Etsy and connect it to my Moto 360. You know... Because it's, it's exactly the kind of thing I would buy on Etsy. That's an outstanding <laughs> question. And again, I think that varies by watch. And by manufacturer. I'm, I'm, I'm specifically concerned with the Moto 360. Well, because the other I am going to... Oh, they don't have a page for it on the Google Play Store. Um, I actually don't know. I think it's because it's only in preview that people don't have the details so that's a, a question yeah. oh i they do ne- say next year we'll have to send someone to google io just that's what i'm thinking <laughs> just to get a watch um the g watch the lg g watch does have changeable straps which cool. with standard watch you know standard uh standard sizes so yeah, yeah. so i'm i'm the real wild card is apple i think google has a great start i think it's a solid product i think it's only going to get better with time but if Apple does it right, they could totally blow them out of the water. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if yeah. you look at all the little things they introduced in iOS 8, you know, it, it better notifications and better search and all these things, you put all those pieces together and they could have a killer product. I don't know. It's a wait and see. Yeah. The, the other thing is like all that the desktop integration stuff with iOS that they showed off like who knows how good that'll be but that yeah seems very tempting to me i have to double check but i think google also talked about you know doing things like text messages from desktop through chrome os and and things i don't know if you can go as far as i think you can i don't know if you can answer calls i think you can turn them down uh if i remember correctly so that 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 is something that they did talk about but then again, I mean, who's, let's be honest, using Chrome OS regularly as, as their everyday computer? I know one or somebody. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like maybe businesses who are cheap and buy a bunch of them, schools who buy a bunch of them. But I don't know anyone who goes out looking for a laptop and they're like, man, I can't wait to get my Chromebook. You know? I mean, maybe that'll change. All you do is Gmail, which is probably all a lot of people do. Well, and that that goes back to buying into the ecosystem. You know, if you're a, yeah. a, a diehard Google guy, Chrome OS is 100% the way to go. Yeah. You know, I'm just... We have a seal you're, on the show. You're boring, me, Sean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are there diehard Google people? Like, oh, yeah. I feel like there aren't in the same way that there are... Really? Yeah. Oh, I've never yeah. met any. I, I feel like the Apple people are a little louder and have been around longer. 
but there are absolutely maybe maybe, maybe that's it that the Apple people have been around longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're Amazon fanboys. You know, I mean, there's those I have not met yet. I know they're I know they're out there because they were interviewing them at the Fire Phone event because I guess they had invited a whole bunch of them to come oh, right. to the event and yeah. they were friggin' they were nuts they were crazy so you know I I I always do this when they do these big announcements and I sit here and I say given the choice right now would I buy all Apple stuff or all Google stuff and I don't actually know how I would answer that. Because there's certain things of each I really like, and why this gets me mad that they don't talk with each other, is that you know I I want to have the 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 yeah because I, I like the Google services better, you know I like Gmail and mm-hmm. Google Drive and all those sorts of things because I'm not a fan of iCloud, but I like the hardware better and the apps better on iOS. It's like yeah I, I don't know. I mean, do you guys Maybe. have a thought on that? I agree with you, hundred percent. Well, I, no, I was gonna say, did you have a thought on Apple versus Google? Are you gonna pick one? Oh, oh, oh! No, I'm, I'm, I'm. You're pretty I'm much gonna... Apple. Yeah, but I use Google services too. Like I use Google Calendar and Gmail. I wish I could use Google Now. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I would do. What would I have to do for a computer? On which side? On Google? On Google. I think I think Chrome OS, or I think you could get away with a Windows machine and still be part of the Google ecosystem. Because really, what's the <laughs> what's the advantage to Chrome OS other than the fact it's cheap? I don't know. It's the uh, it's simple. You you get like the OS updates automatically. You don't have to worry about any of the That's true. security problems. But you do. But you do lose out on a lot versus a Mac or a Windows. You know, but I could most I couldn't Mac put... and Windows users just use their browser. You're exactly right. No, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's true. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I guess I don't know. It would be tough because I'm still as much as I've I've swayed from Apple stuff, Apple mobile stuff. I'm still pretty into my my Mac desktop. I don't know if I can if I could give up on that. Yeah. I would like to try a Chromebook as like a laptop thing. The thing is I don't I don't really feel like I need a laptop right now. Like I mean I have a, my work laptop, but I don't feel like I need an a, a personal laptop. Yeah, that's and you know that is kind of the downside of Chrome OS. It's like if I if I want a fun light computer that's easy to use, I'll just use a tablet. Like I don't I feel like it's it's an awkward right. middle ground between power computer and fun light laptop. That do we need it? Yeah, it totally is weird. You know, in education and and maybe businesses, people who buy it in bulk, I guess it makes sense. People who are yeah. diehard Google people, but I think for your average person, you know, what's really the upside other than the fact it's irresponsibly cheap and and simple? I think you lose a lot. <laughs> you know, an iPad is yeah, you know, well, it's more expensive, but. Um, yeah, I agree. So one thing, I don't know if you guys caught this, it was kind of, it was almost a side note in the keynote about, uh, the new, new Android OS, but there, like, it was that whole thing about the, I don't know, I forget what it was called, the, like, the app navigation thing with the cards, but, like, uh, the thing where, like, 
browser tabs are not like it's not a thing in the browser like a browser a web page that is open is a like card in that view it's like a first class citizen kind of yeah. more than a tab is treated um, like an app essentially yeah oh. which is i think is pretty pretty fucking cool <laughs> yeah well and google though i mean one thing that really interested me was this idea that they they said we want you to design your web apps using this material design going as far as saying animations and colors and navigation and i think google's no fool in saying if we can't have super high quality android apps at least we'll have you know decent web apps Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i don't know i just thought that was cool because i i like the web it's nice um i don't think we're gonna have time for picks this week sadly um that's hard. We can, okay, we can push on to next week. Uh, I'll, I'll give you both the opportunity. If there's any, is there anything else you want to quickly go over or talk about? We didn't. We didn't get to everything. No, I think we we no. covered a good amount. We talked about the protesters. Do we talk about? No, we didn't talk about the protesters. No, Maybe we, you've talked about the protesters last week. Yeah, we touch on them every so often. Maybe we'll have to do a full story on them one of these shows. It's All an right. ongoing issue. I just have the feeling that the three of us are going to have the same opinion. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait. We'll have to put a out. great tease for next week. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I will mention Google announced Google Fit, which is their competitor to uh, HealthKit on Apple, but they barely talked anything about it. Um, not nearly as much as Apple did, so we don't know that much. Um, Chromecast got an update, including easier pairing if you're not in the same Wi-Fi network, the ability to control um, background images on your Chromecast. That's a software update that will come to all existing and future models. Um, and, of course, Android TV, which I don't really think is that interesting to talk about. It's just a television interface that has Google Play services and apps from companies like Netflix and Amazon. Um, and they're going to be in Sony TVs. That was, I guess, the big partner announcement. Hmm. So, unless you guys have anything uh, else to add. No? I think, I, think, I think we did a pretty good job getting through, getting through most of that stuff. Man, and I had a great trivia challenge. Maybe we can do it really oh, quickly. Okay. <laughs> you want to end I on wanna... a quick trivia challenge? It's a Google, it's Google yeah. I.O. themed, so it's not going to work any other Ooh, week. Yeah. All right, let's okay. do it. So I'm going to give you five Google products. Each of these products was announced at an I.O. event from 2009 to 2013, one per year. All you have to okay. do is put them in chronological order. From the oldest okay. to the most recent. 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Google Chrome for iOS. Chrome okay. Web Store. Google Hangouts. Google Music. Google Wave. Oh. Can you put these in order from the... Uh, the... The... Well, the 2009 starting and ending with 2013. Um, I suppose uh, we'll have Colby go first and then Dan will follow him up. Um, okay. I, I trust you won't be sneaky to each other's answers, but which is the oldest? Um, Google Wave. Okay. Second oldest. Music, Hangouts, Chrome Web Store, Chrome for iOS. I'm going to say Chrome for iOS. Okay. Uh... Web Store, Hangouts, Music. So, 
I did. So I did two. So that's 2009, 2010. Yep, we're looking for which was 11. 11. Uh, 11 was the Chrome Web Store. Okay. Hangouts and music. Hang, hangouts and then music. Okay. Now, Dan, what what is your guess? Which is which is the oldest? Mm. Okay, oldest is Wave. Yeah. Then music. Okay. Then Hangouts. Yeah. Web Store. Yeah. And then Chrome for iOS is the most recent. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's tally up the score. And wow, you guys did abysmal. <laughs> you each Shit. you each got one right. It was the same one. Google <laughs> is the oldest. But you all got and the funny thing is, you didn't duplicate any answers, but you managed to get them all wrong. So uh, <laughs> here they are in order. Google We really didn't cheat then. Yeah, that's true. Google Wave 2009. Okay. Chrome Web Store 2010. You both had that one okay. recent. That, that 2011 sense. Google Music. 2012 Chrome for iOS, 2013 Google Hangouts. Man, Google Hangouts was that late? It no, was. I said, no way. I, yep. I, I thought Hangouts was announced with Google Plus. I am pretty sure no, it was. Maybe I it should was, be more specific. Google... You're thinking of like No, I was it's like when it was the full suite of Hangouts, like when it was on Android and the whole uh, I assumed you were. Oh, 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 I thought you just meant video me. Hangouts. <laughs> right. Excuses, oh, what a excuse. douche. Yeah, whatever. Excuses. I'm going to hear it. Well, thanks to all of you out there for joining us for tonight's shenanigans. I thought it was a great show. I hope you guys agreed. Uh, we covered a lot of stuff. Of course, don't panic. We do this show every Monday night when we can at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, but, of course, if that changes, you should follow us on social media, facebook.com slash show and on Twitter at show. I'm on Twitter during the show, so you can always tweet at us with your feedback. Uh, and, of course, don'tpanic.io is our website. You'll get all of our stuff there, and I highly recommend you subscribe. RSS, iTunes, Stitcher, we're available wherever finer podcasts are distributed. Um, gentlemen, unless you have anything to add, I do want to quickly mention last week we had a fantastic episode of Change Mode with Bob, uh, Bob Nisco as our guest talking beautiful code. Um, I, I recommend it's worth a watch. And then in, next week we're doing Swift. I shouldn't say we're because I'm not doing it. They're doing Swift. Uh, the the Apple programming language. Are you guys you guys think you're going to be ready in time for the challenge? Uh, maybe. What a great tease. <laughs> maybe. Uh, yes, you're building to do apps, right? To do lists. A, a to do list app in the Swift programming language. Yep. Ooh, that's going to be a good yep. one, and that's available at coffeeandbeer.tv. So definitely check that out. Uh, thank you all out there for joining us. We'll see you next week with even more cool tech stories here on Don't Panic. But until then, good night. This show is brewed fresh weekly by the Coffee and Beer Podcast Network. Get all our shows at our website, coffeeandbeer.tv.